You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sammy and the bloodline, man. Ooh, that, I, think, uh, I think it's time to break up. Well, they already did, but. But. But there's there's oh there's a lot of good stuff out there. Now if, if they if if WWE was really in their bag, it would all have been a work. And he turns on, uh, he helps Roman beat Cody, and comes back into the bloodline, and just keeps the story going. Yeah, it's a long story. It is. I'm. They really. I think this whole rock thing. They don't know what they're doing. Well, it's not happening. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Now that they, that's not Yeah, there, I don't think they know they don't how know this is going to end. They, I think they were prepared for Roman maybe not to lose it to The Rock, but to lose it around WrestleMania, maybe the night after or whatever. Now, it might go another year. It might be Cody. It might be Cody. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It might be. You're right. It might be, but uh, yeah. Cody, Cody, like it, 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 there's a chess move here too. Cody winning that title, beating Roman Reigns, ending a nearly three year story. <laughs> wow. Sends a message to the AEW locker room. Hey, mm-hmm. this isn't the old Vince McMahon thing where mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes comes in and we put him in polka dots. This isn't the old uh, thing where we bring WCW guys in and give Booker T an accent <laughs> or have The Rock look at Booker T and go, meet, meet, meet. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a message to that locker room. Go ahead. Right. Come on over. We got you. MJF? Mm. Ricky Starks? Come on over, man. We got you. Mm. Look at what we just did with your uh, executive vice president. Ricky probably should come over to WWE. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I'll be okay with they that. They really did let all those guys come from WCW and just lose every time. Every, yeah, over and over and over again. Vince said, none of you guys are going to win. Vince put the belt on Rey Mysterio and beat him for like two months before finally having him lose the belt. Like, Rey Mysterio is the most forgotten, like, champion in history. Yeah. Uh, I have another question for you. It doesn't pertain to wrestling. It actually pertains to the to the Sacramento Kings, and it doesn't necessarily pertain to this season because we were talking about we we, we mentioned this with the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. And mentioned this with um, Phoenix. How I think Phoenix is set up to be more dangerous next year. Mm-hmm. Like I'm far more intrigued as to what Phoenix does next season than I am necessarily. This year, mm-hmm. the same to a certain degree is true for for Los Angeles. I believe they added some good young pieces that it feels like they're so far behind right now. Um, 
both injury wise and you know both health wise and and just record wise they're not going to be able to keep up with. So you start thinking, okay, maybe the Lakers are in a good spot next year, or certainly a better spot than they're in right now. Mm-hmm. We're all enjoying the ride that the Kings are on, and we've got some more miles left on this. But if we started to think about what the next home run swing is for the Sacramento Kings yet. Mm-hmm. Because we, we, we could talk about the Mason Plumleys and we could talk about acquiring the uh, uh, Josh Richardsons in free agency or, or, or all of these other little guys, you know, come to all of these nice little additions. But does Monty need to make it? And there's obviously a huge Harrison Barnes question coming up this mm-hmm. offseason. Does Monty need to start thinking about the next home run swing? Assuming, of course, that he's not. It absolutely should be. And really where that is going to come from, it can only it really can only come from two places. That's the Harrison Barnes spot or the Kevin Herter spot. Hmm. And I, I, the first thought, would be it comes from the Harrison Barnes spot. Because Kevin, I think I think Kevin Herter is good enough as a starting two guard, especially if you upgrade the starting three spot. Um, and also, I think there's, outside of Bradley Bill, it feels like it'd be easier to, like, get a three, maybe. You know, you're talking about Paul George. Mm. Um, you're talking about a lot of people talk. If the Clippers fall on their face, do you think that's a possibility? Uh, absolutely. I've, I've heard that mm. if it doesn't happen, they're going to look to break this thing up. Like happen, Larry O'Brien happen? Or I think at least get to the finals. Okay. I don't know if getting to the conference finals is good enough. Okay. Uh, so they may be looking for, for that type of move. So um, I think that's where the, the, the two spots do you, do you agree? Like, is that the two spots? Like, I can't see them. Well, I, they I, could look for a four, and you move Keegan to three. That still requires you to move on from Harrison, I, potentially. I like, but 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 you're you're probably not moving on from Harrison. You're, I think, at this point, you're either re-signing him. You, the Sacramento Kings, you're either re-signing him or you're losing him. I don't think there's a I don't think there's a Dante DiVincenzo situation here where they let Harrison Barnes go. Like I believe part of their strategy through this trade deadline was we want Harrison Barnes here moving forward. I think so too. And we have discussed regularly. I don't know how you upgrade that position, where that upgrade is. Um, Tommy D says, and I don't even hate this remark. Keegan's improvement might be the next home run swing. Mm-hmm. That might be where the next, you know, because if the, the the home run swing is the Debontis Sabonis acquisition, right? Mm-hmm. The kind of the 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 game changing move right there. Um, that may may very well be Keegan's development. It very 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 well could be. Um, I just think about and we we compared this a number of different times. Think about Cleveland, and they were really good. They did some good things mm-hmm. last year. Um, they ran out of gas. Well, they got hurt a lot last year too, towards the yeah, end, which helped them injuries, yeah. uh, run out of gas. And then they went and made that move. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about the thing that made it easier for them is 
they didn't have to displace anybody that was already there. It was like Seti Osman or <clears throat> they just took Karis LeVert and moved him to the bench or something like that. I don't think Karis LeVert or Seti Osman means to the Cavs what Harrison or Herder means to the Kings. Mm-hmm. So it was easy. It was like we, we essentially have an open hole. Let's go get Donovan and fill that void. Mm-hmm. And those other two just slide back to the bench. In this particular case, I, like you just said, if you try to get an upgrade for Harrison Barnes, that means Harrison's probably gone. He's not still on the team and sliding to the bench like Harris LeVert or Seti Osmond. He's probably moved on. Mm-hmm. And you have to make sure that who you get is a bigger deal or better yeah. than, than Harrison Barnes. And um, I think I think this, this offseason is, is the time to, to, to look, though. It's time to fish around, see – See who potentially is out there. Like I said, Paul George, I don't know what that would cost you, but Paul George is is somebody that that you would be You really love step. Paul George. I do. I now you're his like, injury stuff concerns me. You're like Kenya Barris. I'm gonna get you a Paul George jersey. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I like get, Paul George. P G. Um but his injury stuff is what concerns me the most. Not his not his game or what he could be. Mm-hmm. It's just how healthy can he stay? throughout a year. So. How old is Paul George now? Do you know off the top of your head? He's got to be, I'd say, I would guess 31. That would be my guess. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Wouldn't that make him older than Harrison Barnes yeah, or maybe the be, same age? Yeah. He'll be 33 in May. 33. Ooh-wee. May 2nd. I'm almost certain that's The Rock's birthday. I'm <laughs> almost certain The Rock and, 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 and Paul George share a birthday. Um... Yeah, my useless That's knowledge is really, knowledge really paying off. You know how I remember it? This is your life. Remember when they <laughs> sang happy birthday? Was that his actual birthday? No. They're singing. The crowd oh, is singing happy sing. birthday. <laughs> and he says, you know, to the people, naturally, The Rock is grateful. But to you, The Rock's birthday is May 2nd, you stupid <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Can we also point out that segment's terrible? It's awful. It is just dreadfully there, there bad. Aren't a lot of good segments from from that rock era. Just isn't. That segment is so bad, and it's remembered like so fondly. And it's go watch it at four o'clock. It's <laughs> not good. It is so painfully long. <laughs> it's super long. The names that Mick Foley is calling out don't even match the names on the screen. No. It's it's just bad. It's like 10 minutes too long. At minimum, it's 10 minutes too long. It might be like 15 minutes too long. <laughs> um, we'll come back. Jason Jones is 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 going to join us. We'll ask him, I don't, that, ask him that question, too. I don't too. know if the home run. I don't. Okay. Yeah. I'll ask him. Thinks. We'll ask him. We'll get his thoughts uh, on a variety of things, including this first part of the season, which wraps up. Uh, tonight in Phoenix. So that's all coming up here. We'll go commercial free to the top of the four o'clock hour on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app. Live on twitch.tv slash ESPN1320. YouTube.com slash ESPN1320 as well. If you are watching on the show, uh, hit the thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, I should say if you're watching the show on YouTube, uh, hit the thumbs up. If you're watching on Twitch, hit the follow button. Hit the like button on Facebook. Wherever you are, we appreciate you uh, so much uh, for being with us. Uh, Jason Jones is going to join us coming up here uh, in just a couple of minutes for a de facto live edition of J Street Vibes as the Sacramento Kings close out the first part of their season. By the way, footnote, tonight's game's at 6. I assume that's an Arizona thing. Yeah, we always ask this. Are they on daylight? I don't know. Like, It it just caught my attention that tonight's game is at 6 and not 7, whereas I feel like it used to be at 7. So I, I... I th- I don't know. I thought there were laws. I th- I don't I don't know. I don't know I if they have daylight savings time or not. After this next one, okay. I think once once this happens, when we change, we spring forward. Okay. I don't think it'll change again. Okay. That's my guess. Could be wrong though. Okay. Ramsey would know. Ramsey would absolutely. He's driving past the time change right now <laughs> as we speak. Ramsey's driving past the time change. And where's Big Al with my donuts? Now that I think about it, where's my Marie's donuts? Big Al, where you at, man? Where my donuts, man? So it's the Sacramento Kings and the Phoenix. So just keep that in mind. Tonight's game is at six. That's good o'clock. to know. I didn't recognize that until uh, so you just said something. Uh, who we root for? We got uh, Wizards over the Blazers tonight. That's what we're That's rooting good look, for. There, good look. Bradley Beal, do uh, your yeah, thing, big yeah. dog. Kyle Kuzma, Kuz. Porzingis, I like you, Porzingis. Warriors or the Clippers? I think I know where we're going with this. Okay, clip show? Um I don't think I don't think the see, I don't think the Warriors are gonna do much of anything. So get the Clippers farther away from us. I think I'm gonna go Warriors on that. We'll go the, dubs. The Clippers are two and a half back. Warriors are three and a half back. I'm gonna go Dubs. You going Dubs? Going Dubs. Our Dubs tonight. Our Dubs. That happens. There's 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 some movement. Yeah. So yeah. we welcome in the professor uh, and your co-host over at the J Street Vibes podcast, our man Jason Jones. Jason, what's happening? Not much. Not much. You know, just adjusting to no football and. Got to find some new ways to troll Kenny now. But, <laughs> I'm sure you'll. I'm sure you'll find. I'm sure you'll find ways. We've been talking about this all day. Do you think your fraternity would take us? 
like today, like now? Like at this, like, like right now, to this very moment. Yeah, yeah. You guys do like post grad. Uh, yeah, applications yeah. and stuff. I I got to see your resume, your community service, you know, all that stuff. You know. Okay. Take it into consideration. All right, we'll send it to you. We're we're we're, we're checking out different fraternities. We, I think we've decided we're going to join one. I and this all started because I said it was Greek night Thursday night at, at the Sac State game. And then now, now we've just decided uh, we're going to join a fraternity. And that, my ears perked up. I was like, Greek night. Mm-hmm. Oh. We're talking about the, the the kind of Greek night that I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. And I was like, Coach Patrick wouldn't allow any other type of Greek night. Not Jimmy the Greek. Not Jimmy the Greek <laughs> no, night. Not, not, the- not that one. Not that one. <laughs> no. Chris Berman's at that party right now as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Berman, Chris Berman, here at Sac State, it's Greek night. Ironically, I had Jimmy the Greek on my show. <laughs> that was a top, that was an all time liner right there. Oh, that, <laughs> that was, was an all timer right there. That was I've got I've got the Tubi commercial followed by Abe Lincoln's birthday. <laughs> Yeah, those were those were one two for for the Super Bowl for sure. Yeah, my kids got yelled at for a second. You know, my kids got yelled at. Like, what are you doing? We don't have the remote. I'm like, okay. <laughs> a lot of y'all got worked by that. I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, I mean, y'all got worked. That's all right. It was it was it was, it was uh, clever. It was clever. It, oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was it was a great job. Um, Jason, the Kings close out the first part of their season against Phoenix tonight. I actually want to ask you a Suns question first. Obviously, okay. Phoenix made the big splash getting Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. It, I, I feel like Phoenix is more dangerous next year than they are this year. Do you think they can put it together in the next 20-some-odd games headed into the playoffs and potentially make a run back to the NBA Finals? That's going to be tough just because two of those key guys, really, you look at that, you know, their top four guys, really the only guy who's played most of the year is Aiton. Yeah, you know KD's miss. You know he's missed. With well, KD's so smart, I think you can just plug him in anywhere. He'll figure it out. Then you got Book, and then you know Chris Paul's been in and out. I think. I mean, they have the potential if they get hot, you know, to to make some noise. But I think there's probably something to the fact that just trying to throw all that together in 20 games is going to be tough. But I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs just because if they figure it out, I wouldn't want to see those guys at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I look at um, that roster, and they gave up a lot to get them. But, man, they, st- they still got DeAndre Aiden, who's going to be a fourth option. Who, well, the way Chris is playing, he might be the third option. But either one of those guys, Chris or Aiden, as your fourth option, man, that's a good look. That's a good look, yeah. man. And and I understand what Damian's talking about as far as there is going to be a period of time where they've got to um, jail and figure some things out. But I understand what you're saying, too. I think Kevin Durant is one of those players. There's not a lot of them. Maybe a hand, less than a handful of just him being on the team is figuring it out. Like, he, he'll he'll adjust to whatever's going on and get his 25. Oh, I bet you his first game he get 25. It's nothing. Oh, it's yeah. 25. He's like that E-40 line. Put him in any hood, he'll fit in. You know, yeah. just drop him off. He'll be all right. Yeah. He's one of the best in the game. I mean, there's 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 no doubt about that. I just have, 
I don't know. I just saw this as a move like, all right, I get why everyone's excited. I feel like some people may be going a little bit over the top with it. But next year, I don't know as it stands right now how I'd see anyone other than Phoenix as a favorite in the mm-hmm. Western Conference. Besides Sacramento, obviously, how I'd see uh, anyone but Phoenix is a – Yeah, I think, you know, in the off they'll fortify the bench and, yeah, there'll be a problem next year for sure. Yeah. Um, Kings-wise, they're getting ready to head into kind of uncharted land. We're not waiting for we're – not, we're not doing lottery scouts – uh, we're, we're just watching, we're watching NBA standings and, and, and hoping this team, uh, continues to win ball games. Are, are you a, I, I, I know you're a believer in, in, in the way that this team has played. Can, can they get to the playoffs? Can they get to the top six? Can they win a playoff series? Could they knock off someone like a team? Everyone is really, really high on after the last couple of nights. Could they knock off a team like Dallas in the playoffs? I still have a problem, trouble picking them to beat them in the playoffs because I just can't stand the way they play defense. Mm. I just think no matter who they play, someone's <laughs> going to give them a problem. And, you, you know, if you got to see Luka five, six times or Luka and Kyrie yeah. five or six times, it's, it's, I'm not I'm not going to bet against Luka in a series like that. But well, I, was I gonna, think they're a playoff team. I was going to say, I just, though, Jason, what if they play Dallas? <laughs> team that probably play less defense than them. And now, the in, in that case, I go with the team with the best player, and I'm not. And I go with Luca. Mm. I always Luka, figure, Luka. I figure in a I figure in a series usually the team with the best player wins when things are pretty equal. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Luca's pretty good. I mean, Luca, <laughs> Luca for sure the best player on that team. I still think so. I could, he's going to have the ball more too. You know, I, I think he's the best player. I think he can, st- you know, it's not like he or either he or Kyrie are going to like lock anybody down defensively. So you throw that part out. I still think Luca is, you know, top five, you know, top five in the world. So, I mean, I think he's one of the best, you know, one of the best going right now. So it'd be hard for me to go against him. But the way the West is, I could make a case for almost almost any team can win a series. Mm. You know what's interesting about about that was that you're just talking about, and, and what you're saying makes perfect sense. But let's just say a hypothetical Mavs King series, which I would love. Like I, I think that would be must see TV. That'd be some great stuff. But you go with the fact that Luca, we'll we'll just give him the best player in the series. Kings probably got two and three though. They probably got two, oh. three, five, Over six, Kyrie? and seven. I don't yeah, know if they got two. I mean, you Fox, don't. Kyrie's Fox, not the best, the Fox, second best. Play. Hey, my Fox. Did you see what Fox did on no, Saturday? I understand. No, I. You no. see what he did on Friday to them? I know that. I'm I, saying, as a career, obviously Kyrie is better. Right now, is Kyrie playing better than Fox right now? Man, I don't know, dude. Kyrie well, is really, really, really he, good. He, yeah, he was. You got to tell me. You ain't got to convince me. You know, that's my man. I, he was pleased. He was doing some pretty. He was he was damn good in Brooklyn before the trade. So I mean, I, that's. Was. I think I'd probably go. If Kyrie wants to, you know, be engaged or not. Honestly, if Kyrie's locked in, and I think he is, by the way. For for now. Hmm. <laughs> I think he is for now. What time is it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I think it's I think it's Luca Kyrie, and then I I I think I kind of get your point though. In my opinion, is Luca Kyrie. Then it's Fox, Fox, Sabonis, and then it just might be a bunch of kings after that. Mm-hmm. 
But I Kyrie is still Kyrie. like because the, the you know Jay just said Luca's top five player in the world. Kyrie might be a top twelve at worst. You you know you know that's my guy on the court, Kyrie Irving. Like you know that's my guy. I'm just saying we saw two straight games. Fox with thirty three and thirty six on his head, mm-hmm. and was locking him up on Friday. Like right now. I think there's an argument that De'Aaron Fox is playing just as good, okay. if not better, than Kyrie Irving. He put he couldn't nobody could do anything with De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. Nobody could do nothing with him on Friday and Saturday. Well, Kyrie's never going to do anything with him. Like no. I think that's part of the the thing. That's not Kyrie. And Fox bag. had Kyrie have been in a bit of a torture chamber. Could he have done the same thing though if Luca was there? Well, I guess he did he that did. on Saturday. Yeah, he did it on Saturday. Kyrie was still – it wasn't like Kyrie on Saturday got had like nine points. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not you at know, all. I, I, I'm just – I'm kind of – I'm with Damon. I just think they they would have the two best players. And that's not like the dis – no. Right. Sabonis and Fox. I'm just saying in terms of, you know, the pecking order, you know, someone's got to be three and four. Right. And then but I, after that, you know, I mean, do you take Harrison Barnes or, you know, do you take – I don't know over Christian Wood. I don't know. Yeah, and that's probably where the conversation ends. Like, there's a bunch of kings named after you get past Luca <laughs> and, and Kyrie. Wherever and, you put them, once you get past them, there's a lot and, of kings. And look being here, named. and I and like I said, I understand everything both of you guys are saying. We just, we just, Demontis. Uh, uh, he had 22 and 14 on Saturday. He didn't really play that. Good. <laughs> he had 22 and 14. Well, I don't think anyone said he didn't play good. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. saying, like, oh, yeah. we, it's a complete afterthought. Oh, yeah, That he absolutely. had 22 and 14. Yeah, Automatic double-double. That's yeah. whatever. Yeah. 22 mm-hmm. and 14. And and I think we I made – I was reading Twitter again, and I was like, hold up. I didn't say he had a bad – No, I, mean, I muted <laughs> we made, guys. We made more of a story – we made more of a story out of what Trey Lyles did after Domas fouled out <laughs> to step in. Domas. Instead of Domas' 22 and 14, uh, we made so much of Trey Lyles when he stepped in at the five for like four minutes. Domas the new Harrison Barnes. Uh, no respect. <laughs> no respect whatsoever. I'd love to Trey see Lyles, that. Trey Lyles, the new Rasheed Wallace out there. He get in the game. It's game, <laughs> game over. He over there telling the ref, hey, put another foul on Sabonis. You know, hey, I saw that. <laughs> He's like, hey, ref, check. He's, you know, he's he's using the hand a little too much. He's trying to get some bonus out of there. I I'd love to see that series. That'd be a great series. That game on Saturday was so good. I was saying that at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Let alone, like, it wasn't about who won or didn't win. It was just that was a great game on Saturday night. Yeah, a lot of points scored in that series. Mm-hmm. Jay, we haven't talked to you. By the way, we didn't mention this. I, I we got really derailed when the show started, and we never really went back to it. Not a surprise, I think, to anybody. Malik's out tonight. He's already officially been ruled out. I don't. Again, I don't think that's a surprise to anyone on earth, but it is news that we didn't pass along, so forgive us. Malik Monk is officially ruled out and has been uh, officially ruled out uh, tonight. Uh, Jay, this is our first chance to talk to you since the trade deadline. Um, lots of different opinions on Monty McNair's approach uh, to, to last Thursday's deadline. Uh, what was your thoughts when the Sacramento Kings – outside of a acquisition of Kessler Edwards didn't do anything. I I question not so much the them not making a move. I just wonder what was really out there for them that wouldn't have been so disruptive to what you no know, the core of the team. Mm-hmm. I'm all in favor of making a move if it's gonna, you know, benefit you. But the thing I don't I wouldn't have liked for them was to say, okay, oh man, they those teams made a move. We gotta do something. And then you just do something to do something. Right. 
and now you're trying to figure out like why in the world would you do that like why would you trade that guy you know like why would you trade terrence davis for like three second round you know, something something just random mm-hmm. so i mean i i get i mean they definitely could have viewed a guy like a jay crowder just you know some more some more three and d especially the no no the defense part of that three and d mm-hmm. but if the move wasn't there, the move wasn't there. I think we've seen in the past with Monty McNair that if there's a move to be made, he'll make it. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of assumed that there must not have been a whole lot out there that they liked. And, you know, you if the move doesn't make you significantly better, I think, you you know, you roll what you got. I mean, at that point, they're still third in the conference. Yeah. You, know, for, you know, however you want to talk about, you know, I've talked about it, you know, well, the circumstances other teams have, and whatever the case may be, it's not like they're in a, in a, in a, a spot of desperation. Right. And yeah. I mean, if you make a move to me, you got to make a move and make yourself a, a title contender. Yeah. If you're them based on where they are. And I'll, you know, I mean, and we, me and Kenny joked about it. If you can get Kevin Durant, you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, and I don't think Kevin Durant had the Kings on his list. So, yeah. And, and I think he had one team on his list. One team and one team. Yeah. Only. Um, me and Damon talked about it yesterday, though. Um, we look at that game on Saturday that we talked about, and all these guys that people wanted um, at the deadline, the Mason Plumleys, the Josh Richardsons, all that. Are any of them playing in the final six minutes in overtime of that game? I don't think so. No. Yeah. So that's why I said it has to be a guy who's going to be, you know, be an impact. I mean, they could make moves around the fringe of the roster, which would be fine, but you don't give up significant ass. I mean, you're giving up a couple of second round picks and a guy you don't play for a guy like that. You're not giving up something significant. Mm-hmm. If, if, if I'm the GM, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Zion suffered another setback. Mm-hmm. Also, obviously that, that plays a big factor uh, in the Kings. Obviously the Kings business, go out there, win games, keep it moving, but they got to look at the teams around them. And everyone said all year, watch out, watch out for, watch out for the Pelicans when they get healthy. And it doesn't appear that day is coming. Uh, They had to play a big chunk of the season with Zion Williamson and without Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram looked great last night, but they're going to be functioning now uh, without Zion Williamson. Is that a team that you think can continue to fight for a playoff spot with just one of their two stars? I think they can maybe stay in the top 10, but the thing is their two best players are hurt a lot. Mm. You know, and that's I, the other you know, Brandon Ingram is still hurt. He's yeah, just he's playing through it. Like he's, yeah. he's just playing through the hurt. Yeah. I mean, they're two best. I mean, what's the most games Zion's played in and what three, four years. Oh, like, we did that yesterday and it was bad. Or six, I mean, it, he played, he played 62. He play, I think he played 61 in a 72 or 62 in a 72-game season. Mm. That was the most that he played. Um, mm. But he didn't play the next year. The, the, the year before, like, the games were in the teens. Like, the numbers are re- – and then this year, I think it's 29. Mm. It's I bad. mean, it's, it's, it's just crazy because, like I said, their two best players have trouble staying on the court. Yeah. I mean, that's been the knock on Brandon his whole career. You know, he's a guy who – Whatever reason, you know, I'm like, what's in the water in New Orleans? I don't know. Because <laughs> it feels like every time Zion gets hurt, he has a setback in rehab. Yep. Mm-hmm. It yep. feels like he, he can never just like miss some time and get back. There's always a setback. I mean, last year was a whole season of setbacks for him. Mm-hmm. And 
And the thing is, there's no way you can duplicate what he gives you. He, he either he or Brandon. You can't just go out and trade for a guy and say, you know what? He'll do what Zion does for us and we'll be okay. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I know CJ McCollum's a good player, but he's gonna need some help, are they, you know, or that whole talk before the year about would the Lakers be giving them like a top five pick? They both could be in the lottery together. So maybe that, that pick swap could be nine and ten. Who knows? Yeah. Not, they, not to be funny, yeah. Zion's like it's like Marvin. Yeah. Marvin's out four to yeah. six weeks, and then all of a sudden four to six weeks becomes eight to twelve. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like every time. Go ahead, get it out, baby. It's all right. We got you. I saw it coming and still didn't even know how to cover it. Like I'm just sitting there watching my partner sneeze and couldn't come up with a way to cover it. It's coming. And I'm looking at Zion too, you know. Remember, he got hurt at Duke. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this is a you know, I, I just you know, I hope eventually we, we can get a few 70 game seasons out of him. Like, you know, just back to back. It's 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 you feel bad for him just because no one, you know, no one gets injured on purpose. Right. But it's like, man, every time he's injured, he's working his way back, boom, he re-aggravated something, or hey, that bone didn't heal. It's just it's I've never I don't I won't say I've never seen it, but for a guy at this level, it's tough to I can't recall a guy at this high of a level of player where this has happened so much. What would you do if you were the Pelicans? Would you still write this thing out or would you start having internal discussions about possibly moving him? You got to keep him. I mean, because you see what he can do when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and plus, with, with right now, teams may would try to buy low on in a deal with him. They'd be like, well, you know, well, we like him and all, but he's been hurt a lot. Yeah, I think you got to ride this thing out. You've already committed the contract to him. You committed to Brandon. You know, you got CJ down there. You just hope you get that thing together health-wise and see what you can do with it. Right. Can we throw Jason some love, too? Because I don't feel like we do this enough. Obviously, we mentioned the J Street Buys podcast all of the time, but uh, the culture work over on The Athletic. Stuff you wrote on Mohamed Abdul-Raouf recently was was mm. really good. I'm very anxious to watch that documentary. I, he's one of the more – he is such a fascinating sports figure. Mm-hmm especially mm-hmm. in the culture that I don't feel like gets the level of attention that's probably warranted. Yeah. And the stuff that didn't get into the story was just as good. I mean, he's, he's what I, I first met my mood. I think in 2018, I was speaking at UCLA and he was speaking at the same time. And I was talking to a, a class about the national anthem, you know, kind of the history of it. You know the the, the the how the anthem is inherently injecting politics in the sports because that, that you know, twenty eight people are still talking about Kaepernick a lot and you know and I always say hey we don't play the anthem before we watch a movie hmm. <laughs> you know so talking to the class about that and then of course I wasn't the important figure that day Mahmoud was so that's when I first met him we actually rode the same Uber back to LAX so we just kind of got to know each other and we've hmm. talked off and on over the last few years so yeah he's very. I mean, I mean, he he says it in the film, he, you know, even in the story. He's still a guy in a lot of ways trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. You know, he's you know not a perfect <laughs> figure by any stretch. There's still a lot, you know, he's trying to figure out with his life and and whatnot. But the things he talked about in terms of athletes with their mental health and mm-hmm. talked about, he had a lot of good things to say about the big three with cube and what that's meant to him. And the fact that there was a generation of kids who had no idea who he was for the big three. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. you know, and then you, yeah, he's a, I said, he's really a fascinating, uh, I don't, I don't say character in a crazy way, but you know, just his story is just, I mean, you get into the documentary too. His his life story is just like wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Just a bunch of like you know, you, you know, how did you even get to that point? You know, when you see kids, you know, nowadays they get high, these high school, they have trainers and specialization, and you know, a fast twitch coach and all this stuff in high school. Hmm. Man, he, I mean, it's not even hyperbole. He barely had food in high school, hmm. and he was a he was an all American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a it's amazing. If you watched Fox sixty minutes before that ball was kicked off on Sunday, I don't know how you could ever have the conversation about politics being injected into sports. The whole sixty minutes leading to the kickoff was political propaganda. Mm. With like these like Captain God bless Anthony Mackey, but Captain America reading this big like when the hell did this start happening? When did we start doing this? And I know when we started doing it. Mm. Right around 2016 is when it all adds up that we have to put 10-minute videos with Captain America reading about how great America is uh, leading into a football game. Well, it blew, it blew my mind when I found out that whole Salute to Service Month is paid for. Oh, oh yeah. It's paid for. Oh, like, yeah. it ain't, it ain't, they're not saluting anything. They got mm. paid for, for advertisement space. Or for the whole, whole- my family member got home and I didn't know they were going to be here. Folks didn't realize that that was all like stage. A work. No, mm. people didn't know that. Yeah. Mm, it's always, you know, and part of my thing is I took classes with Harry Edwards in college. Mm. So even back in the late 90s, I was already on some different stuff when it came to that with sports. And I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dr. Edwards would do that to you. <laughs> I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. Like, this is all a setup. I know, I get it. You know, but yeah, it, it's a... He's interesting, too, just because as you look at some of the things he dealt with, I mean, even the way the media was even allowed to talk to you in the 90s was insane. Like, there was media in Denver who, like, thought it was a prank to run up in a mosque. Mm. Like, (laughs) and that was okay. Like, oh, we're going to have a prank. We're going to run into a mosque and say some stuff. Jeez. You know, it's. And and even some of the other stuff I'm working on, looking at, I uh, got something coming out on the, on that Bill Russell doc. Mm-hmm. Looking at some of the ways the media talked about players. I mean, this was Bill freaking Russell, right. and they've got like these racist character cartoons of him in the Boston papers, and like it was okay, right. <laughs> like and you know, and it's not as overt, but you still hear some crazy stuff in the press box. You'd be like, oh, what's that? How you really feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah, Mahmoud gives you a lot of different things to kind of consider just about that. And you know, I even asked him in the stuck asking story, how do you even trust people? Hmm. Like, how do you trust anyone when probably, you know, from your his perspective, he has no reason to trust anybody. Hmm. But yeah, it's a lot of just yeah, yeah, great time. Fun times to be alive for sure. You no, know, this course is a lot different, you know, but just looking back at some of these things. I mean, the stuff I read about Bill Russell was so crazy. I was like, man, I knew about it, but then to hear it, you know, like it, it made me want to go buy a Bill Russell jersey. And I don't have a Celtics jersey. Yeah. I'm like not allowed to being from LA, but you know, I, I think rock every, a Bill Russell. Yeah, I think you could get a Bill Russell pass. I feel yeah, that I think way so. about Jackie yeah, Robinson. Get a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the like, oh. like the only like the only giant I would ever wear is Barry Bonds because no one liked him. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I, feel, I feel that way about Jackie. That's Robinson. the gift exchange this year. Uh, yeah, we'll get man. Jason a, a Barry Bonds jersey and, and Casey a Jackie <laughs> Robinson jersey. At 42, man. Come on, man. That transcends everything. Um, you know, another thing we didn't talk to you about uh, when you were on here last time is officially Aaron Fox is now on the All-Star game, and he celebrated that announcement with – we talked about it a little bit here at the beginning of this conversation uh, – two crazy games on Friday and Saturday. Friday gets overshadowed because Saturday was so great and the Kings didn't win on Friday. But like I said, he went for 33 and 36. He probably shot 60-something percent from the field in both games combined. I mean, he is playing clearly as good as we've ever seen him play right now. And he, you know, in a situation where everybody was trying to see the first game with Luka and Kyrie, the guy that shined the bright was probably De'Aaron Fox that night on Saturday. Yeah, what do you have, like 10 points in three quarters and finish with like 30-something? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean – He's, I mean, he was, he was worthy of the all, of being an all-star. I'm glad he got in, you know, you, you know, I hate that, you know, guys are getting hurt, but he deserved it. This is not like a, you know, a lifetime achievement award. Like they gave Dirk and D Wade a few years ago. This isn't like a, Hmm, let me find a guy who maybe could have been an all-star three years ago, but didn't get it. So let me make it up to him now. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't like the Mike Conley lifetime underrated award. You know, this, this, this is well-deserved mm-hmm. and, they would, the West is just so weird this year that that's why you I mean what we got like ten teams represented this year in, in the All Star game ten or eleven. Mm. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's crazy. But he, I mean, for me, the consistency that De'Aaron had is the biggest thing because we've, like I said before, we've seen him do it for a week or two. You know, pretty much now the week or two was when he wasn't playing well this season, or mm. when he was you know below par, and even then below par was like sixteen points. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like below par was six shots, nine points, five turnovers, and wondering what were you doing. Hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's well-deserved. He earned it. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe he could have got a better city than Salt Lake City for it. Oh, but poor, no. guy. Uh, poor guy. I, I suspect go. with a new baby at home, De'Aaron, and he's going he's gonna to figure out two things. He'll be extremely busy during the day, <laughs> and he'll probably enjoy some sleep because, you know, I know little ones ain't going to let you know. KC over there. He know you, you yeah. ain't getting no pass right now. Nah, nah, little Ryan. So he's probably going to enjoy that just as much as in, you know, kind of this the the whole hoopla around being an all star. Yeah, little Ryan had me up at three a.m. this morning. Mm. So adorable though. How can you get mad at her? Can't, can't. That's how I feel about you. Like, <laughs> how, how could I get mad at you? So adorable, Jay. We appreciate you as always, man. Great work on on, on the podcast, Jay Street Vibes, and of course, you know, great work on. On uh, the athletic, where's your where's your now former quarterback gonna land? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I figure the um, NFC South. I think yes. they got like three. They got like what, at least three openings. I think. Yeah, Carolina, <laughs> Tampa Bay. Yeah, they're open for him down there. Yeah, well, I think he, I think that's where he'll end up. And then I don't know what the Raiders are actually will do, but you know, but you know, the old man is gone, so he's not an option. I would love to see them be able to draft C.J. Stroud. Mm. You know, I'm gonna have to move up to get him possibly, but I would, yeah. lo- I would, I would love that because even watching the Super Bowl, you see what happens when you have a quarterback who can run. Yeah, he can change some things. So, I would like that, but hey, you know, I'm pretty sure all the nice things I said about Josh McDaniels, he's definitely won't listen to me. Yeah, yeah, you and me both. <laughs> um, 
but that's all right. Jay, we appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, dog. See you next week. Jason Jones right there, the Athletic J Street Vibes podcast. Yes, sir. Kings and the Suns, 6 p.m. tonight. I need a win tonight, baby. I need a win tonight. Like, uh, I know I talked earlier about, you know, the guys that are still there for Phoenix, and that's, you know, that just is what it is. Booker, uh, CP, DeAndre Ayton. I look at a guy like Damian Lee. These guys can, you know, they can do some things out there, but I'd be very disappointed if the Sacramento Kings didn't get a win tonight in Phoenix. I I feel like I'm certain I've said this before, and I know – we have slightly different feelings on this individual. I was watching Phoenix. It was probably Booker's first game back. I feel like it was a couple of weekends ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably Booker's first game back. I, the, I don't I don't get why the DeAndre Ayton thing isn't more effective. Mm-hmm. Like I, I watch like Chris Paul, Chris Paul to a big. Chris Paul to a big at the basket. It's worked everywhere he's gone. Why and it's not that it's not working in Phoenix, it's just so sketchy mm-hmm. in Phoenix. And there's clearly something we don't know. And whatever that may be, whether it's Aiton wants to play a different way, whether Chris Paul's not really feeling him, whether Chris Paul and Devin Booker aren't feeling him, I really don't know what it is. Mighty but Williams. It, it, maybe it, it, and there's a lot of evidence pointing to that. Mm-hmm. To me, like that's that's my biggest concern tonight for sure. That DeAndre Ayton versus DeMontis Sabonis battle, I think, is going to be something. Mm. And I hate to – I think a lot of this game could actually ride on how it's officiated. Mm. Because I think Domas can be physical with DeAndre Ayton, and I don't think Ayton will like that. Mm. But if it's, if, it's, if it's officiated like most Domas games are, man, that could change the strategy a little bit and open things up for DeAndre should should Phoenix decide they want to utilize him tonight? Yeah, I, I you know we, you talked about Javale McGee uh, getting some run for Dallas and wasn't seen before, hadn't been seen since. DeAndre Ayton's a ball player, like he's a legit ball player. No shot at Javale McGee, but again, he didn't play before, he didn't play after. Jason Kidd knew, Monty Williams knows. Like uh, you know, Ayton Ayton. May touch the ball a lot tonight early. Yeah, they've they've seemed to uh, rely on Aiden a little bit more than usual in the last, you know, two yep. three weeks. Like he's had a couple of thirty point games. Um, they're getting him the ball. It looks like they're they're trying to utilize him the way they probably should. They, that's it. But I mean, and this is a, this is something to look at as well. Like when KD gets there, there's only so many shots to go around. It's not going to be as much of an issue tonight, but there's only Booker going to get his 20 shots tonight. Mm-hmm. KD going to get his 20. Chris Paul probably going to get 15. That leaves DeAndre getting well, the scraps. And then, and then, okay, well, maybe that's the thing too. That's, I, that's my guy, and I love Maybe Chris Paul needs to chill. Maybe Chris Paul needs to – maybe he needs a, a version of the old Dennis Rodman stat. Four points, 15 assists. <laughs> He needs one of them joints. <laughs> I think that'd be extremely effective for him. He got to shoot, and, though. And he'd save his legs. Why? Because if he doesn't shoot, then they'll just fall back on eight, and there is no dump off. It's fine. You could go to Kevin Durant, then. Well, I'm talking about in the pick and roll. Like, the guy that's guarding Paul, the guy that's guarding Aiden, they'll just collapse on Aiden. Nah. And they'll leave Paul open, so he's got to shoot it. I don't know that they'll catch on to that quick enough. <laughs> 
just Chris Paul going on strike from shooting like Kobe <laughs> Bryant did that one half. <laughs> Kobe said, I was just in the flow of the offense. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all on. said I shoot too much, so. <laughs> yeah, Kobe. Kobe. That was a classic. Like, it really just went on strike <laughs> in game seven. <laughs> See, looking at looking at look at looking at Aiton shot attempts. That's not that's not going to be the issue, because he doesn't take it. Like he scored, he scored twenty on twelve. Where's the thirty five? Uh, abnormal. I understand. It's not the he scored thirty five on eighteen shot attempts. Mm. He doesn't go over twenty. Ever. Yeah, yeah, that's facts. Like ever, ever. He hasn't gone over twenty. One time all year, he's been at 20 shot attempts four four times this season, and all of them have been in the 2020. I'm sorry, there's one game he shot 22 times. Mm. The, but, uh, yeah, he, he's not a – he's a, efficient. A lot of those – he is. He's very efficient. A lot of those shot attempts are also probably will, will, book, will book her out. So they didn't have nowhere yeah. else to go. Now they got other places to go, and they will go there. He missed tonight, though. Yeah. I think he's gonna get some looks. I think he's gonna he gonna get a shot attempts. He's gonna get fifteen to eighteen shot attempts. That Phoenix roster might be a little bit deeper than we're giving it credit it for. It is. They it won. Is. If my math checks out, this the, the, it absolutely does check out. They won three games without DeAndre or Devin Booker. No, that's uh, when you have Michael and Cam. Yeah, so that yeah, it's, a, it's a different version you, of the You team, bring those two back sure. in, you still got Damian Lee. Like I said, you still got uh, Torrey Craig. I like uh, um, my man uh, Akoli. Uh, what, what I, what's his name? Josh Akoji. Akoji, yeah, you mentioned him at the top of the show. If you're listening on ESPN 1320 or the Odyssey app and you want more Kings talk, don't worry. We're going to run it back with Will Z, Jake Gaden, Jason Jones next on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Go Kings! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 